Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are watching a master at work. Welcome to NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with last week's panel, which is Wesley Johnson, Jason Bowen, and Sally from Minneapolis. We have a dual approach this week, but it's pretty elementary. We're going to recap some of the week one stuff, primarily the primetime games, presumably which most folks watched if you're listening to this show. And then we're going to go through some of the stuff in week two that is scintillating and some of the storylines that are most fascinating. First, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline is back and it's better than ever. Football season is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to another start to the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college action this season. With a newly updated website and interface, even more ops, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive our 100% welcome bonus. That doubles your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and it is your online sportsbook experts. That's betonline.ag. And I've been talking the past couple of weeks about Balance 7, the supplement that is linked to Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom is playing basketball again at professional level in Spain, or at least that's his plan. Apparently, he's going to try out for Paul Gasol's team. He's been taking a new product that he owes credit to. It's called Balance 7. Balance 7 is a pH-balancing alkaline su- supplement drink. It has vitamins and supplements in liquid form, just one ounce a day, three times a week, and you'll see the effects. You can see how Balance 7 helped Lamar Odom. Uh, and right now, if you go to balance7.com and use the promo code BLEAV, you'll get $10 off their 32-ounce bottle. The bottle lasts 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time to feel the pH-balancing drink go to work. Again, that's balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V at checkout. If it worked for Lamar Odom, it sure as heck can work for you. Week one is in the books. A lot of weird stuff happened. A lot of cool stuff happened. And we're going to cover it right now. Uh, The first was about a week ago now. The Buccaneers dispatch of the Cowboys, an entertaining start to the 2021 season. Offenses looked pretty on point and it was it was a throwing the football fest i was like well this is where we're at now we don't even run the ball we don't even attempt to establish the run we just throw the ball and the game was relatively competitive with that mindset um i i check this out west so maybe you saw the tweet like two hours into that game i was marveling at how often they were throwing the ball and then it hit me that these are the two best receiving cores in the business and I was yeah. like, well, no wonder it seems like these guys are making all these plays is because pound for pound, perhaps the Steelers, the Broncos, uh, one other team, I can't think of who it is, would disagree. But, uh, you know, down the line, WR1, WR2, WR3, they probably are the best with those two teams. Uh, what was your what was your takeaway on the Bucs, Wes? On the Bucs, um, I think there was a little Super Bowl hangover. They, they were the sloppy team. I know um, – Last week, I'd said Dallas would more than likely come out a little sloppy as they, you know, got Dak worked into the system and got their almost all rookie defense, it seems like, uh, going. But um, no, it was the Super Bowl champs that came out a little sluggish and they allowed Dallas to hang around 
uh, in the first half. And then when Tampa lost um, their cornerback to a dislocated elbow, uh, it really opened up the game for Dallas. And uh, credit to Dallas, too. They had a good game plan. They knew of Tampa Bay's uh, defensive prowess up front and stopping the run. And so they just didn't, didn't do it. <laughs> didn't do it. <laughs> they were like, we're not going to even feed Zeke anything. So what I kept thinking was, let's say they wanted to keep trying to establish it. We'd be saying, if you cared, you know, about the Cowboys, you'd be like, why do they keep doing this? This is the best run defense in the world. And then right. after the fact, you look at the box score, like why the hell didn't they run the ball? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's kind of the takeaway. And I think they just realized that no matter what, you can't run on this defense unless your name's Dalvin Cook. Um, so they just decided not to do it. And it almost worked. They they should have taken advantage of that turnover uh, differential because most I think I think the tweet that I uh, sent out was ninety something percent of the time when you win by when you win the turnover battle by three you win ninety three percent of the time. Right. So that that started us off. Now in case we forget, Jason, I wanted to give you a chance to do your victory lap because you saw a Broncos offense that ticked in a good way that moved the ball, <laughs> and I, every week I put out a conglomeration of the quarterback rankings 40 percent pff 40 percent qbr and 20 percent uh passer rating and bridgewater was right near the top so you were the, the the lock guy for the past two years and you can't discount what bridgewater did so how are you feeling about denver oh, i feel great <laughs> i mean that, that that looked amazing and i said you know from the start that if we're you know we're going to bring in a guy to to challenge drew Mm-hmm. I, I wanted it to be Teddy and I've liked, as you can attest to, I've liked Teddy ever since he was with Louisville, he, you know, when he got that early good start in Minnesota prior to his injury. So, um, yeah, I was really, really impressed. I mean, he spread the ball around, uh, nothing too, too big, but I mean, he did enough. And I loved the fact that, you know, he, there was no, there was no interceptions. It was like the first time that's <laughs> happened in about three and a half years. Um, so yeah, I was very pleased with that. And, and that, that pass that he threw to, to Hamler, I didn't know he was capable of that. Yeah. He gets a bum rap for not having a strong arm. And I think it's mainly because he doesn't throw it long that deep. However, when he does, he can. Yeah. Wow. I was, that was 60 yards in the air. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was possible with him. And that's one thing that I was a little bit, um, you know, I guess not looking forward to is because I know that, well, we know that Drew can. Um, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And uh, so I figured, well, you know, we're going to Hamler's going to probably kind of go to waste because they brought him in for the burner to, to stretch the defense and keep the safeties honest. But boy, he got behind the, the coverage and he was just gone and they mm-hmm. made that play look pretty good. I mean, I obviously he dropped it in the end zone, but it's possible. <laughs> yeah. So that was, yeah. that was the best throw of the game, even though, it, you know, it was an incomplete. What I always say is he's got it in there somewhere and he showed it. Uh, Sally, you were in Ohio watching the Vikings come up short against the Bengals. Um, Did you have any non-Vikings takeaways about the NFL this week? Uh, Other than the Browns and the Rams? No, we can hear about the Browns and the Rams. Let's hear it. Um, I mean, I just, I thought I was really impressed with how the Browns played. Um, I think we talked about it a little bit on Believe a few minutes ago. They didn't have any punts until the one at the end that ended up sealing their fate kind of um, until, you know, obviously Baker threw the pick that I'm sure he wishes he could have back. 
but I was really impressed with how they hung with them. Um, the Kansas city is not an easy place to go into. Um, they learned that last year when they went there for the divisional round playoff game. So I was really impressed with them. And then obviously watching Matt Stafford, um, in LA was pretty cool. Wes, when we started chatting, so when we started the show, it almost coincided with uh, the trade of Stafford. I remember mm-hmm. that being on our brains when we were figuring out what the content for the show should be. And I told you early on that everything about this move to California for him is like written in a fiction book. He He's a player that has universal sympathy attributed to his name because he's been with the Lions. And despite having Megatron, folks always believe that he's the little engine that could because the Lions never do anything to surround him with a defense or a running back. And for over a decade, he tried his hardest to get the team over the hump, but it didn't work. And finally, mm-hmm. he realized he wanted to change the scenery, and the Lions obliged. And they sent him to Hollywood to go play with a team that is tailor-made for a quarterback to succeed, whether it's on defense and then the, the receiving core and usually the running backs. So everything about it feels like it was scripted, like the fact that it's in Hollywood, damn close to it. And then uh, under the bright lights, he just starts throwing these bombs in this screenplay that he's written. And it, it feels like it's all coming together. And that's part of why I've bought into it for, you know, them as my Super Bowl uh, runner up to the Chiefs. So and it really was calcified when he's like the first pass or was the first drive was like a 50, 60 yard touchdown. And I think right. everybody that's been a part of the sympathy train for Stafford has been like, boom, this is what I've been, this is what I've been talking about. And it showed up and they, they beat the, the bears fairly handily, but the bears did keep it competitive. And I kept watching that game King, If I, if I cared one iota about the bears, how frustrating it would be to have to wait on fields because every semblance, yeah. every grain of things that he does, it looks like he's ready to lead a football team. <laughs> but they only put them out there for gimmick stuff. And it's almost like they're intentionally trolling their fans, even though they want to do a diplomatic transition of power. Um, What was your takeaway from that game? Mine? Yeah. Sorry. Um, Yeah. I I felt that they controlled the game for the most part uh, throughout Chicago did keep it a little close early on, but um. It, it never seemed out of control for the Rams. Um, Stafford did a good job, you know, spreading the ball around. Um, I, I think that the weapons that he has now, obviously he had Megatron, he had uh, Hawkinson, um, Marvin Jones Jr. He, he had, you know, weapons in Detroit, but uh, he's got, you know, equal skill set wide receivers here with um, Robert Woods, uh, Cooper Cup, uh, Van Jefferson. Yeah. So um, I, I think it was a good debut for him against a Bears defense that, you know, still has a name to it. Mm-hmm. And that name allowed them to hang around in the first quarter or so. Um they kept before. it just interesting to be to be fun as a spectator. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Jason, did you watch that game, Jason? <laughs> oh, I did. I did. And speaking of one of the guys you just mentioned, Wes, Van Jefferson. That that that's like in the badass name category that we talk about occasionally. I I, like, that guy. That guy came came up came to play. Um, he did real well. Uh, but yeah, Stafford killed it. I and 
uh, McVeigh, you could tell how giddy he is too and how excited <laughs> he was to unleash that um, as well. So yeah, he's just licking his chops. Um, Rams are going to be, are going to be tough and Stafford did not disappoint. And to piggyback off what you said, Dustin, not only do they have to wait and drool over fields, but they have to look at Andy Dalton in that beard. I mean, that is hideous. Oh my God. No, it's not. This is the best he has looked ever in his whole career. Did you see that fade on his haircut? (laughs) Well, that, yeah, that's. And the beard is very nice. It's a very nice combination. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you say so, then it must be, but (laughs) I'm just not so sure. I, you know, I mean, it's like, oh, I've never thought he was an attractive redhead until like a week ago. But now he is, though, then? (laughs) I swear to God, let me check the timestamps here. Keep going. (laughs) But this guy, so like you said, like they're intentionally, purposefully doing that to the Bears fans. I think that they intentionally, purposefully made him grow that beard. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, he certifiably looks like a different human. Exactly. He looks great. And I start to wonder if that's what I look like when I have a, a shave. Sunday night at 8.41 p.m., I said, this is the best Andy Dalton has ever looked, and he looks damn good. Look at this pick. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, wow. You, you put it that way. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I guess I so. I mean, he's not. he has not been an attractive man throughout his life. Well, certainly not. I'd agree there. I mean, uh, look look at this. He's got a barber, finally, <laughs> that knows what he's doing. <laughs> it's like he got a makeover to, to return to start a starting quarterback job. The other thing I want to bachelor next. <laughs> he, he might be. Yeah, Sally's going to go be a contestant or whatever they call it. <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, the other thing I want to call out on that game, and I said this to my wife before the announcers caught on. Wes, you'll you'll agree with this. David Montgomery looked like a different back. Like he, it looked like that wasn't him in the jersey. Um, yeah. up, up up until that game. Um, and I always have this litmus, litmus test that I use, like, because the Vikings play the Bears so much is like, do I fear so-and-so? Like with Stafford, never once in my life did I fear him at quarterback. Same with David Montgomery. To me, he was always blase. Like he's a running back that gets the carries and probably going to get you in the new 17-game format, 1,000 yards, five, six touchdowns, yay. But when I watched him shimmy and juke and hit the hit, like, be explosive, I was like, this is like a new guy. Like he figured it out or he's healthy or something. Uh, he looks formidable now, and to mm-hmm. his credit, when the Vikings play them, I'm going to be like, oh, God, now we got to put the uh, clamps on him because he actually looks like a dynamic running back. What do you think changed? I I saw a little bit of it last year, to okay. be honest. Um, I mainly had watched him in the Vikings games, but I did catch a, another game or two where he looked like he had it, and – uh, I avoided drafting him just from having him the year prior when he was god awful. So, um, and I, I think he performed well against the Vikings. This is before our defensive tackles really went awry and <laughs> just completely, yeah. utterly sucked. But um, <laughs> no, he he seems to be putting it together. I think this is what year four for him. So. Um, and, it, and it's weird that it's taken this long because running backs are the one exception to the rule that they right. can come out of college and look fancy and start like uh, Jason's guy, Javante's doing. And with Montgomery, it's like a regular non RB football player. Like it takes two or three years and then he blossoms. So right. 
to his career. I mean, it might be a little bit late for his career trajectory. Like, you know, he's already missed out on fantastic seasons, but now it looks like he has the fantastic gene based on, just to the eye test. We'll, we'll yeah. see if he keeps it up, but he looked, he looked spooky. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then the, um, uh, yeah, Sally. I'm going to say, I was just looking at their schedule. They play the Bengals this week. Mm-hmm. It's the Dalton revenge game. Oh, I like that narrative. Mm-hmm. So he's going <laughs> to, they're going to find, well, because the Vikings just lost the Bengals, the bears will find a way to beat them. And the good part is, is that Dalton will get a QB win to his credit and then they'll stick with him for a little bit longer than they really should. <laughs> and uh, probably yeah. won't be long enough to avoid fields for the Vikings. But uh, I think for sure, he'll, I think they're just really committed to this, this transitionary thing. And even the 49ers are doing it too. Right. But to me, it doesn't make sense. Cause it's not like Andy Dalton was already the quarterback in Chicago. Yeah. It's yeah. We've, on the shows that you haven't been on, we, we've talked ad nauseum about the difference between the 49ers and the Bears quarterback situation yeah. because the, the 49ers proved to your face that they can reach Super Bowl Jimmy Garoppolo. This Bears thing is a new trial with Andy Dalton, who they got rid of a lot of players for to make room for financially. And nobody in the on in this galaxy believes that he is the future and Fields is just just some contingency plan. You yeah, know they, didn't even have, they didn't even have a competition. I mean, there was... <laughs> They have no allegiance to this guy, but yet they they do. It, it's weird. <laughs> it's reminding me of Donovan McNabb and Christian Ponder. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I saw a game in, in the Metrodome when those guys were both on the team. <laughs> Tebow was the yeah. yeah. I don't know. McNabb has well, got see more any left time. in the tank than McNabb. I don't mean to insult. Well, yeah. See, Dalton is the, the type of quarterback right now that. If you give him a top five gangbusters defense that he'll probably get the team to 10 and seven and Mm -hmm. flirt with the playoffs. And for some reason, I think it's, I think it really is this commitment that Nagy has to him that when they signed him, they didn't know they were going to get fields. And he he said to his face that, you know, you're my guy and he's trying to honor it. And the best way judiciously to have both worlds is to show off your, your new toy in certain packages. And it worked. Like he's, he had that scamper for a touchdown and he'll inevitably be the QB one by the time the season's over, uh, unless the bears go on this crazy win streak, but nobody really foresees that. Um, the other primetime game this week was a wild one and just super entertaining was the Ravens and the Raiders in Las Vegas in that, that mini palace that they have. I still think the SoFi is a lot cooler, at least to what I see on the TV. Um, but that game was just like a Vikings game in terms of fluky crap, uh, thinking that one team's going to win, and then people are on the field thinking the game's over, doing post-game interviews, and there was still more time to play. Uh, Jason, did you get a chance to watch that one? You know, I did, and mm-hmm. I didn't. Th- this is how that night went for me. I saw the Raiders in overtime get down to the uh, goal line and botch that. (laughs) And I quit watching. I'm like, well, they're done. Uh, And I didn't, I didn't even know that the Raiders had won until the next day I got to work. Somebody told me, I I just assumed that they were going to lose. So I guess, but yeah, very interesting game on all fronts. Um, the Raiders should have won it the, the series before, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know if you can, I don't even know if you can consider it an upset really. I mean, I didn't, I predicted a, a few shows ago that the Raiders, I thought were going to have a pretty decent record. Um, you know, they got the talent there. They've got the clout. I mean, with beating the chiefs last year and playing them tough the second game. Um, 
But uh, the last thing I'll say about that, I want Josh Jacobs, Wes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't, I, I, didn't have, I didn't have him starting this week, but my son did. And my son went into that night's game <laughs> unsure if he was going to play, right? And down by seven points. So Ooh, Jacobs wow. got the win for him. Hey, Wes, in, yeah. my, in my fourth fantasy draft of this cycle, I, based on the way the board felt, uh, and this is like one of my family leagues, so one that I really want to win, I got Waller and Jacobs. And I realized it, but I didn't really realize it until I looked down at my lineup in round six or seven. And I was like, God, I look like this Raiders homer or something. <laughs> and you know, I was like, yuck. And, and then it really paid off, especially if they're going to target Waller like they would Terrell Owens or something. Right. Um, so yeah, Waller's I, a stud. God, he's good. Oh yeah. And then look, and all that, uh, all the cred that we got for recovered alcoholism on that show, they were just gushing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They went almost, off and on. It's almost. And then on this max Crosby or Cosby, whatever his name is, like, it's like, it's like his breakout party. I think like somebody paid the announcers to say like, let's make this guy a household name because that's all I heard about the entire broadcast. And he, he came <laughs> through, he was a pressure merchant and he was, he was fantastic. And what, what was he about 18 months in now? Is that what they said? Yeah, yeah. Waller was an inspiration to him because Waller's got a few years under his belt. And these are both yeah. like, you, these both guys are the real deal. Cause you can just see neck tattoos. all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's like that, that dude from the Rangers 15 years ago, Josh Hamilton was that his name? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah be- before neck tattoos or t- tattoos everywhere were really a thing, it was Josh Hamilton what run won the home run derby, and he was just a dastardly drunken drug addict. <laughs> yeah, and, like a coke ad. So yeah, it, I I think I think there's like this prerequisite that like all right, if we're gonna if we're gonna preach recovery on TV, you got to make sure they have tattoos all over their neck, and they just look <laughs> like they're seedy or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, those uh, are both great stories, though. Good for them. Yeah, and the Crosby one, I really took note, so it worked that I was like, where have I been on this guy? I knew that he got some sacks, but he looked like he was a disruptor. And those, those in a pass-heavy league, those are becoming more of a commodity. Uh, I want to ask Sally about this. Uh, I don't know if you got to watch the game, but I, I don't get to watch a lot of Ravens football. I do watch them when they're on primetime. And I don't know that Lamar Jackson, does he do this every game where he just takes hits? He doesn't slide? Because I don't think that that can be sustained. That he plays like, well, it, it's like nobody tells him to slide. And I don't recall seeing him slide at all. So do you think it takes years off his career, a la Cam Newton, to just take all of these hits as a fantastic talent? I only watch him in primetime as well. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not going to act like I know everything about him, but I definitely have the same feeling about it. He that's really how he plays. And I think that that's been a criticism of him all along is that you can't sustain this forever. Yeah. Yeah. If indeed there was a precedent for a 37 year old quarterback, who's just been this hybrid halfback and it's worked and he's thrived, then I'd be like all the power to him. But as a cautionary tale down the line, dudes that prefer to run tend to be washed by the time they're 30. So I'm concerned for him. And I just didn't think that he, I knew that he ran, but I thought that he would get down on the ground, but maybe he was trying to leave it all out on the field. Uh, Wes, what's the deal with Lamar? Yeah, I, I can't say that I've watched too terribly much of him, but um, I believe that's his style of play and obviously something that he'll need to correct um, if he wants some longevity at the position. Um, I think that you know coming into this year, 
it's kind of his year to finally, finally fully break out. Um, we'll see if that happens now with the rash of injuries that they've experienced. Um, before the season started, I predicted the Steelers to just miss the playoffs. Um, but that was uh, contingent on Baltimore being a force in their division. And I just don't see it at this point. Even after, uh, after yeah. one game, are you out? I, I'm, I'm not out, but I, I'm just wondering and curious um, in regards to their defense. I, I don't know if they still have the, the same, you know, name attached to their defense that they once did with Marcus Peters being out. And then um, they've operated largely on plug and play um, throughout, you know, Michael Pierce comes to Minnesota um, a year ago and he's wonderful by the way. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And, and they just plug in and play and still operate the same last year uh, without him Uh, on uh, Jacobs, uh, he had 34 yards on 10 carries, <laughs> two touchdowns saves. Then, uh, one of those carries was for 15 yards. So take that out of the mix. And that's pretty bad. Uh, he didn't run for shit, but he got two yeah. touchdowns. So. <laughs> God, God's fire. Um, the other thing on that Monday night broadcast, which I, uh, didn't find out about until t- the tail end was on, I believe ESPN, Two, they had the Manning brothers offering commentary on the game. And I, I saw a few uh, snippets of it, but it looks like it was legendary and hilarious. And I believe they are going to be having them back again for this uh, coming Monday. So I definitely I couldn't. I'm glad you that out. called that out for the viewers because in real time, I had no idea what people on Twitter were talking about. I didn't either. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, who was it? I think Luke. Luke Braun and our Vikings network, so to speak, said it, it seems like, uh, Russ is like, you know, away from his wife for the night and just letting his hair down. And I was like, where is he doing this? Is TikTok <laughs> right. or something? Right. And no, I guess they just simul- simul- <laughs> simulcasted it on a different network, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I had no idea. They could have let us know. Yeah. Right. So, I, so I think I'll definitely give it a shot for some of that, that Manning comedy. Um, Wes, what would happen to the Lamar narrative if they missed the playoffs? Is it universal sympathy? Like, mm, too bad. He sh- team should have played better. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. When, like, getting back to that for a second about the injury prone or the not, you know, not sliding. I think more, more often than not, he's confident in his abilities to just juke whoever. But mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's nowhere near the size of Cam. Or even like Mike Vick. So he's got even more reason to be to be probably a little bit more cautious than he has been. Yeah, he's Um, built like a point guard. Exactly. And then, you know, with with those quick jukes, I think it's going to leave him a heck of a lot more susceptible to to one of those injuries that we talked about earlier in the show. I mean, it's just I don't see it lasting much longer than I'd be surprised if he, he. uh, finishes and plays out his current contract. Yeah, I think I think there can be a compromise. Just run as much as you want, but get down. Yeah, because yeah. It, it, he was not doing that whatsoever on Monday Night Football. Um, so yeah, and he like I said, he's a point guard, and Cam was like a short power forward. He was like Peter Tucker, Carl Malone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, and before his vegan diet or whatever 
switched. Uh, let's let's talk about Packers and Saints before we preview some of these other prime timers. Um, they uh, the only solace that Vikings fan has this week is that the Packers looked worse and nobody saw it coming. We all kind of thought the Saints would give them a fit, but it it was the Packers probably played the worst in the NFL, and it's right. so rare that a Rodgers led team would do that. So whether it's I don't think that he's checked out or whatever. I just think it's just a bad first game. But usually when he has a bad game, it's a bad half. And then he storms back. You know, I think they, this happened about five years ago against the Bears in a week one game. And they came back and won it. And everybody just gushed. Uh, I remember it all too well. So, Sally, I'm, I'm almost certain of your answer. But you, you don't think the Packers are going to have this mainstream pedestrian year, do you? No, I don't think so at all. I didn't get to see the um, first half of the game, just getting out of the Bengals stadium. And then I wanted to watch Browns, Kansas city. So mm-hmm. I still have only seen highlights of it. Um, but no, I don't think so. What was, was the score at half? Do you happen to know? Oh, I don't remember at half, um, but they they were just completely outmatched. They looked disinterested. Yeah. It was like the 2015 Vikings 49ers. Like we talked about an hour ago. Yeah, it seemed like they just wanted to get out of there. They yeah. weren't really like he's like, We're not gonna win this one. It's not really worth my energy right now. <laughs> Maybe it was benched. Yeah, they, they went with Jordan Love. Like in uh on Fox NFL Sunday before the noon slate of games, Rogers did his interview and talked about the offseason. And he said there was a point in the offseason where he was disgruntled and was like, Hey, if you drafted your guy, go ahead and start him. That's how he felt. <laughs> and then five hours. Later. You know, he, you know, he might as well play him. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how long did he play? I didn't even know this. Oh, yeah. He got benched like in the third quarter. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I got to ask. going to interrupt for just a second to talk about one more of our sponsors, which is playactionpools.com. Uh, it's exciting news. Our podcast is partnering up with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport that we love most. You'll be able to get on all the action at playactionpools.com and a football pick'em challenge, which is open to everybody. Here's how it works. You sign up for the contest, Believe Football Pick'em at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. Uh, They're going to select 10 of the highest profile games per week for you to make your picks. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest, B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'em. Believe Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got survivors, pick'ems, and all kinds of sportsbook-style concepts so you can build your own bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all of your office sports pools. I had to get my hands on the 22 <laughs> wide on this one. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys if you guys actually watched the game because – like like Sally just said, I, I saw highlights or lack thereof, and I saw a couple of the faulty plays that Rodgers made, that deep interception, and then the one down by the goal line. That was about it. I would love to know what that guy's uh, mannerisms were and how he was acting throughout was, that game. It, well, it was one game, so I have no doubt whatsoever he just slaughters the Lions in a few days. Yeah, but yeah he looked disinterested and dejected. And usually when he does that, it's only for a quarter or a half. And then he gets a rah-rah speech at halftime and everything's fine. But this, this was extended for the whole game and it culminated in his benching probably the first time in his life. I'm sure it was just to have him fight another day. It wasn't out of scorn. Um, but the, the I, in South Dakota, the Packers game was on Fox and then the Browns game was on AFC. 
So I was a sadist and I watched the Packers on offense so I could see them just play poorly. And then when <laughs> on defense, I'd go watch the real game that I cared about, but I couldn't resist watching the Packers look like the Jets from, or the Jets or the Browns from four years ago. And because it, it's like, uh, it's like the Holy grail of the last 25 years. When will the Packers fall off? And it felt like for three hours, I got to enjoy what that felt like. Yeah. And they might. Go ahead. I was just saying how disappointing is it that after that awesome Monday night matchup, we have to watch Packers Lions. Right. Is that really Monday night football? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. So that means we're getting to that here in about 10 minutes. We're going to preview the prime time. I, how, why would they set that up? That, <laughs> Especially when Stafford's already gone. Yeah. And they made the schedule. <laughs> hey, well, Jared, Jared Goff. <laughs> Packers That's Lions a... <laughs> feels like a, a Thursday night. A true blue Thursday night right. game, if I ever heard of one. Yeah, where so, the color right. rush uniforms are worn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very elaborate. Yeah, well, Monday packing. night's game was great, so entertaining. As was Thursday nights. Yeah, and now yeah. they're both pretty bad. That's our well, segue. That's our segue, West. The Thursday night game. It's right in that territory, so new in this season that when it's Giants and Washington football team, you're like, "Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna watch this one." And Week 15, <laughs> we'll be like, "Really, Washington and New York." Uh, so I'm excited because they're two defensive teams. Giants can sort of get away with that usually. And Washington yeah. is one of the, the best in the world right now, quietly, defensively. Uh, what's your prognosis for this game? Yeah, I, I anticipate the game to have a or to be low scoring, uh, high teens, low 20s for, for each team. Um Taylor Heineke's in at quarterback, uh, replacing uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick for Washington. And Daniel Jones, he had an okay game. Um, still a lot to prove there. And uh, what is it, year four for him? Uh, he's um, 20. He was the same year as Locke. So 19, third year. Third year. Third year? Yeah. So year three for him. Um, we'll, we'll see. Uh, not Not a glamorous matchup after uh last thursday and monday but um if you like defense it should entertain giants got some some pretty decent playmakers on the offensive side of the ball that i was able to to watch firsthand who's that who's that uh is it galloway galloway man that guy's a monster holy shit Yep, he sure is, and they have they have all those tools, and they surrounded strategically Daniel Jones for it, so he can hope to take his Josh Allen like third year leap, and this is it. If he doesn't look like a starting quarterback, then they probably won't do it this year because it's Mike Glennon backing him up, but mm-hmm. they they'll be shopping for one in the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, I'm excited to see this defense. I don't get to watch a whole lot of Washington football games. But, uh, yeah, the defense that I've seen statistically from afar, I'll get to see it uh, live and in the flesh. The last memory I have of them is them playing the Buccaneers very competitively. And that's at a time still when we didn't think the Buccaneers were going to win the Super Bowl. We thought they would get close, probably lose to the Packers, but it was the inverse. So I'm excited to watch that. And it's just it's, it's right in that prime time of new football that any game is going to be sweet. Right. Now, what's the Sunday nighter, Wes? Uh, Kansas City at Baltimore. Well, there's a game. Yeah, that that well, we will be Kansas City yeah. might just <laughs> crush Baltimore. I, I think because it's in Baltimore, it should be a little better. Um, what you'll 
more than likely see this week is a lot of adjustments for those teams that uh, lost. So Green Bay, I anticipate to come out and bludgeon Detroit. <laughs> uh, Baltimore, they hopefully will you know correct whatever it is was ailing them on uh, the defensive side. Um, offense, I, I think, will find a way to correct itself as well. Um, but yeah. If I'm not mistaken, this is the f- third or fourth time that Mahomes and Lamar have gone at, and I think the Chiefs won it every time. Yes. Right? Okay. That's correct. Is it four? Uh, that I'm not certain of, but okay. I, I do know that um, the narrative is Lamar is still looking for his yeah. Uh, victory. Yeah, they, they try to set those two up mano y mano mostly because it's the battle of the MVPs of yesteryear. Yeah. Well, and then that one season that Baltimore, what they finish 14 and two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're not the same team as they were then. Yeah. Yeah. Sally, when I was, this might be a little bit delicate for you because it had your satellite team in the Browns. Uh, when I was watching that after the Vikings game and the chiefs were down 22 to 10. Uh, again, I looked at my wife who was sitting next to me on the couch and I told her, this is the utopian vision of what I want to be as a Vikings fan is I want to look at a game like that where my team's trailing 22 to 10 and just giggle and think, okay, now, now we can start playing. Like, yeah, we'll see see how quickly we come back from this. There was no, no disrespect to your satellite team. There was no doubt in my mind at all that the chiefs would win that football game. Uh, It didn't turn out to be quite as elementary. Like they didn't storm back like they did in the playoffs against Texans, but the chiefs and Mahomes are so good that when you see a lead like 22 to 10, it's chum change. It's like an invitation to, you know, all right, now we're ready to play. And I don't, I don't know if I'll see that in my lifetime as a Vikings fan. Well, yeah, you can never really count them out with Mahomes. That's just how it's always going to be. Um, if we're going to see that, I don't know, not for a while. Anyway, <laughs> didn't you, I think we need a new GM for that you, to be a possibility. Just got to go find our Mahomes. And that's the, yes. that's the tagline. You had some thoughts on uh, the Browns. Like you, you thought that they outplayed the Chiefs. Is that correct? I don't necessarily want to say that they outplayed the Chiefs. I just, I was very impressed that it seemed like they kept up with them. If they wouldn't have bobbled that punt, it would have been cool to see how, how it would have played out. But I mean, I was impressed that they performed as well as they did, um, especially in Kansas City. And I, it was extremely loud there. Yeah. Um, there was like, you know, I mean, those people are crazy there. So, <laughs> and then Jason, in a good way, in a good way. Jason, for Monday night, do you think that the Lions have a, a prayer in that contest? I do. I do. Yeah. Really? I, I think that I don't think that this mental block that Rodgers and the, and the Packers are suffering from is something that is anything that resembles what it may, you may have used to be. Oh, that's a hot take. I, I mean, I don't think that, you know, because you referenced it a few times where, and we've all seen that, right? Rogers is, you know, we'll, 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 we'll put it behind us and we'll just move on. It's not the same as it once was. He, he didn't show up to camp until the last week. And then he just came back and, and then now they're pretending that nothing is wrong. Everybody's spouting off the same cliche jargon but there's something wrong there. You can't just sweep those emotional resentments and things like that under the rug and pretend things are going to be fine. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe they can, maybe they, 
they will, maybe they won't. Uh, but I, I think that the Lions stand a, a reasonable shot at beating the Packers. Well, you at least at keeping it, from, it close. You come at it from a different angle, um, only because you don't have a vested interest in the Vikings. When the three of us say something like that, we you know we make a bold prediction. Uh, it's like we're having a funeral prematurely. Sa- Sally and I even thought that Rodgers wouldn't even play for the team. Um, and then, you know, we had, no. to look like, we had to look like morons when he came back on his white horse to save. The I, I would have bet anything that it was over with. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I said, I said, too, there's no way there is no way that Rodgers can go back to Green Bay and save face by doing it. And he, he goes back. Nothing changed. Um, you know, you got uh, Lafleur that still gets up there and says, you know, we want Aaron as our quarterback. But does he really? I mean, you got to think about from his standpoint, he's a younger guy. I mean, there has to be in his mind somewhere uh, the thought process that goes, do I really want this asshole on my team? Really? Um, I mean, I would be willing. I, I see where you're coming from and you are making some good points on the resentments. And I would be not um, so quick to think that the Packers are going to definitely win if it wasn't for the fact that they're playing a coach, a team coached by Dan Campbell in Lambeau. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, it is I don't the think Lions, see that but... guy having any chance of being successful. He's a hot mess. But golf didn't have a horrible day. I mean, no, I'm not almost off. I'm saying that dude's yeah. nuts. Yeah. Hey, Wes, a point of yeah. order. The only thing I know about that game is the, the break-ins, so to speak, well, the uh, highlights that were shown in the middle right. of whatever game I was watching, probably the Vikings. Yeah. And they came in and they were like, wow, we got the situation here in Detroit. They've come back and they have 24 points scored in two minutes or something like that. Right. Was that complete garbage time or did the Niners try to cough that away? Uh, I think a little bit of both. Um, I, I didn't really catch too much of it. I, when I saw that they were within a score uh, with a minute left, I tried to find the game to tune into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think they recovered an onside kick or, or something to that effect as well. Oh, no, no, no. It was a turnover. There was okay. a turnover that... Um, I believe Debo Samuels um, fumbled the ball. Uh, back to Dan Campbell. What, what was he famous for this offseason for saying? The uh, Oh, breaking kneecaps? Biting. Yeah. Yeah, biting, taking kneecaps. Uh, tweet of the day today was from a Justin Freeman. He said, it's not lost on me that in Dan Campbell's first game as head coach of the Lions, Raheem Moster emerged without a kneecap. So. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> there is that oh, aspect man. of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> bite the kneecaps off. Wow. Jeez. If, if Jason is correct and the Lions show up and the Packers are still discombobulated and somehow the Lions win in Lambeau, that will be the biggest story for a week because oh, yeah. that will be a ceremony to um, – commemorate the end of the Packers because they don't lose to the Lions, let alone at Lambeau Field. And if they do cough that away, then the implication is something really is wrong. Yeah. It yeah. Let, well, one more thing I, I do want to chime in on that because right before the season started, I, I seen a little bit of it on Twitter, thought I saw a couple of reports about it, but didn't Devontae Adams, didn't he want out of there too? 
Yeah. He wants well, a new contract. New contract. Yeah. So he wants a new contract too. So there's got to be resentments fuming toward every single person in that. I mean, nobody's together. There's, I don't see any team chemistry there. You got a couple of stars and Adams and Rogers and a young coach who are kind of just floundering there. And I, I just, I, I, I do not, I, I don't know. I, but he's been uh, resentful for a while and he's still got to two <laughs> NFC championship games in, in a row. Rogers. He hasn't liked LaFleur the whole time. I wonder what Rogers thinks of the fact that Tom Brady took it from him last year again. (laughs) He's got got to add to the resentments. I don't think he's thrilled. No, look at him. (laughs) Have you seen him? I love that. I love that meme I sent you guys earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. On, on Rogers and on the Packers. I believe that um, he's seven years younger than Tom Brady. Honestly, though. did yeah. you ever think you'd live in a world where Andy Dalton had a better haircut than Aaron Rodgers? That's <laughs> true. That's I right. certainly Andy, didn't. The more that you say that, the more I see it. He does look good. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now that I got Aaron Rodgers in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> influencing the dialogue. Oh, my yeah. God. Go ahead, Wes. Ch- I, get I, shit back on track. I think for... Um, for the Packers, you know, they wasted a first round pick on Jordan Love. Um, the reason to draft a quarterback that high is typically to take advantage of their rookie deal. Uh, they are entering year three of that rookie deal or two, year two, two. year two. So mm-hmm. year two will be out the window. It'll be at least year three before they can take advantage of that. And then, I mean, in a sense, they have two years to to build a championship team and take advantage of that uh, contract. Um, so I, I think there is bitterness on on their side as well to yeah. move on from him with without you know blackening their own eyes for getting rid of an, another you know Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, so how did we, that work, Wes, when Aaron Rodgers was in the same boat as, as Jordan Love? Because they did the same with him, right? I mean, that was back before they we, were, were trying to take advantage of rookie deals and quarterbacks, of course. Yeah. But uh, like, so when Rodgers took over, that was in what, year three or four of his? Four. Four. So the last yeah. year of his rookie deal. And I don't remember exactly how that year turned out for him, but I obviously it was good. How, mm-hmm. how did they compensate him then in that case to keep I mean, obviously he's stayed there his whole career so did they dole out the cash for him or did they kind of give him a moderate prove it deal I, I don't know what kind of contract they gave me um the situation was a little bit different than it is or it has been the last i don't know eight years um with the rookie pay scale uh yeah. before then it was you know you had um Jamarcus Russell getting <laughs> 50 million in guarantees uh, or whatever it was. But um, Dustin, did you, were you able to find that contract? No, 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 I, uh, it was different then. It didn't really Matt, like, how can I say it? The paying quarterbacks wasn't extra quite as extravagant back in 2008, 2009. Like, yeah, it wasn't one gainsmanship. Like, Oh, now that Mahomes got, 50 million per year. That means that Justin Herbert's going to get 60. It was just like good quarterbacks got paid and that's what we did. Yeah. Now, now the bar is anti every single contract. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I asked you and I threw out that ridiculous conspiracy theory scenario with, with Drew in Denver, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so they, 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 they do still like the guy, but they don't play him enough to where he can prove to anybody that he is worthy of that big deal. So then they can get by with inking him to like a five year, <laughs> $80 million deal. Is anything like that even remotely possible in the league today? No, probably not five no. years um, or something because, like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because you wouldn't want to commit to somebody that was just meh for five years. And I don't think that the quarterback, the agent would allow it because you always want your prove it deal. And then you want to lock in the guaranteed stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but, but then again, let's say the Bridgewater experiments only one year and then Locke takes the reins next year. And then he's decent. You know, he, he throws 25 touchdowns and 4,000 yards. He's not going to break the bank. He'll get a normal contract that won't be uh, seismic like Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, there. If that is the grand plan, um, it's predicated on them really just believing Teddy is a stopgap for one year, which seems strange after Sunday because he looked like all first team all pro. Well, that's because it's kind of a similar situation, that kind of, but not really like what we were just talking about with Rogers and Love, right? So yeah. let's say Love gets onto the field next year, mm-hmm. or even you know whatever. He only plays two years of his rookie deal. It's always good to try to extend a guy a year ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, could a could a GM or a wise GM get away with paying somebody that they really do believe could be capable moderate money? Yeah, yeah, and that would. It would be that the plan would work. It would be moderate. It'd still be a lot, but it would be probably $28, $30 million per year. His uh, name's Daniel Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> he would just have to uh, do just enough to not set the world on fire, but be enough to be a competent starting quarterback. Um, trying to think. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think that. I did, it all depends on how Teddy does. If he guides them to playoffs and they want to invest in him, um, and then who knows what they want to do with Locke. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just kind of asking that question in general anymore. It's like, you know, if I'm a GM, I, I want to play this guy and maximize his rookie deal, or I want to maximize the final season of his rookie deal and say, we haven't seen enough yet, but here's what we're willing to do. Yeah. And to Wes's point, the Vikings do that on the defensive side of the ball. Um, very aptly with Eric Kendricks, who's one of the best, if not the best middle linebacker in the league. They, they put guaranteed cheddar right in his face when he just started to get good Yeah, and he couldn't say no. And now he's got one of the most team friendly deals in the business. Same with Daniel Hunter, Daniel Hunter's deal before his little restructure in the summer was criminal for him. He's Mm -hmm. uh before his injury, he's the top, whatever five edge rusher and getting paid like a top 20 edge rusher. Um, but when the Vikings paid him in 2018, he had just became a starter. Uh, Brian Robinson had just retired, and Hunter was a guy that was still getting 10 sacks and looked like a promising prospect. So the general manager of the Vikings paid him out of the gate a very handsome contract for a guy who was decent. Yeah, and, yeah, that's the same thing. Chris Harris Jr. in Denver, Elway did that too. Yeah. Like four and, years, $26 million. Yeah, mm-hmm. the only fallback to that now is that players are empowered and they can say like, yep, those were the terms back then, but now I'm a top five dude and I ain't playing. Yeah. I know you see it a lot on defensive side and, uh, you know, alternate positions and things. I just, I don't remember ever seeing it with a quarterback, at least 
in recent memory. Yeah, well, it's kind of like why the Washington football team franchise cousins over and over. They just yeah, didn't, which, quite, <laughs> didn't quite know if they wanted to give him all of that money, so they just applied the tag over and over. It paid him way more than they would have. Yeah. Right. All right, Sally, anything from you as we close out? Um, no. Any just bold prediction for this week? For this week? On anything. Um, my gosh, I'm on the spot right now. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Come back to me. No, we're, we're getting off air. We oh, that's it. Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I got a very upsetting text a couple minutes ago. Oh, God. Um, so I'm spaced out. Let me think. Um, Here, how, how about I'll find the game. Yeah, feed me something. I'll find you the game. Just a second. Filling airtime with meaningless stuff here. Do, Dustin do, do, rambling. Intermission music. All right. I'm going to pick a <laughs> random game, and you're going to give me a hot take from that game. Saints-Panthers in Carolina. Saints-Panthers. Well, how, here's my hot take. Jameis is going to repeat his five touchdowns two weeks in a row. Oh, there so, we go. Yeah, so he'll be <laughs> I don't on really that. think that, but that's my hot take. He'll get at least three. That's he'll a great take. We never talked about how good Jameis did yet. No, yeah. uh-uh. no, you gave all you, the credit to Aaron. No, you guys predicted <laughs> that it would be a fit. Uh, it would be a fit in New Orleans. And for one week, even though it was like on this puny scale of yards, he was efficient as truck. So, yeah. All right, panel. I appreciate it. Um, make sure you watch Thursday night game tomorrow to see the Jants, as Jerry Jones calls them play the Washington football team. <laughs> you guys have heard him say like, like you know, anytime he's talking about them, he's like, well, then it's, we got the giants on the dog. And it's like, it's, he it doesn't have any Midwestern flair, the giants. It's giants. We should all change our profile picks to Andy Dalton and his beard. That's what we should do. As a Let's homage. do it. Sally's influencing opinions. All right, guys. Yeah. That's all we got. That's all we got. Hi guys. Uh, Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.